with Eileen. And we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Life and Curly Cues podcast with me, Eileen. Welcome to episode 25. And this is actually officially the first episode of season two, which, Ooh. as I mentioned in the last episode where we celebrated our first birthday, every year will be a whole new season. So, yay! A whole year and now we're starting fresh starting new and today i have a new guest which is exciting and her name is jessica and jessica why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself hi i'm jessica um i'm a mom of three um i am 30 years old um i have a college degree and i work with children here with Eileen. Whoop whoop. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty much a good gist of Jessica, at least the basics. <laughs> but yeah, I know Jessica because we've worked together and we've worked together a little over two years now, which is crazy to think that I've been here for two years already. Mm-hmm. How long have you been here? Mm, this is um, my fourth year. Fun yeah dang yeah long time yeah (laughs) yeah so we met at work and a funny story I feel like I may have told Jessica this at some point but maybe not but when I first got hired Jessica was one of the people that I was like I don't know if she likes me or not she's not the first time I've heard that (laughs) (laughs) but she's actually a pretty awesome person and I'm glad of the friendship we've formed in working here and like our little friends you're a very valuable person in my life (laughs) I do value you as well. (laughs) Thanks, thanks. Uh, Yeah, so I invited Jessica because I thought it'd be awesome. And I know I mentioned my podcast a while ago and she showed interest. And I was like, I think it's about time that I actually invite coworkers on. I am honored. (laughs) You're my first actual like present coworker to be on an episode because I've only ever interviewed old coworkers. (laughs) Because I'm like, I don't know how I feel about like interviewing current coworkers because then I'm like finding out information about them. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that. So just, I can't talk. It's, I'm episode 25 and I still can't talk, everybody. That's where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> Might get dicey. Hold on. <laughs> but Jessica, mm. here's the real reason why we're here. Yes, ma'am. We like to talk about adulting here. So why don't you share with us any moment or your thoughts on the time you felt like, oof, man, okay, I'm an adult now. Or even if you feel that way. Um, I definitely have had um, several moments. Um, My mother passed away when I was 19. Um, I got to be part of the funeral planning process. That was definitely like the huge first adult moment. Um, I had a child at 21. Um, Definitely um, becoming in tune with your body and figuring out what's going on. And that moment of labor and delivery was a huge um, adult moment. Um, Planning her first birthday was even more fun, like (laughs) buying a pinata and a cake and how many people are we feeding and who are we inviting and where's the invitations? Like that um, definitely proud mama moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, first big move first um uh first car that's actually like in your name and mom and dad don't co-sign um most recently i've had another daughter 
Um, and we also bought a house. That was that's a big step right a there. Huge adulting <laughs> moment, um, which nobody tells you about. Like who's gonna mow the lawn and who's gonna feed the animals every day? And that's so true. You adult, you. <laughs> You're in charge of finding people to do that <laughs> mm-hmm. for you. Yep. Or you do it yourself. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Okay, so it's kind of been a cumulation. Is that the word? Cumulation? Cumulate? I'm thinking about clouds right now. <laughs> Cumulonimbus clouds? Yes. <laughs> the educators that yes. we are. <laughs> I'll pinpoint one. I would say buying a house. Okay. That was um, meeting with other adult people doing their professional jobs in a room and, and putting my name on paper and committing. That was definitely most recent adult moment. Mm-hmm. And so going kind of off with your house purchase, because I know you told me a lot about the process when you were getting the house and then you finally got the house and then so many things are happening with the house. So what was that like in a sense of like, okay, this is, yeah, no one teaches you about it. But I know when you got your house, you guys had a lot of like things to fix or things to do like that. So how is that kind of a sense um yeah it's kind of like uncharted waters um thankfully I am married my husband um took that adventure with me and so we got to bounce that off of each other like what do we do I don't know what do we do like (laughs) and then you go to google what did other people do um and then you just you just try it's a lot of budgeting and you just try to make the best um decision um with the money that you have available um and then um, going back to budget, you have a, a future budget for things um, like the AC might go out. Um, so you're essentially thinking ahead when you have a house. You do. You do. It's very um, hurry up and wait. It's mm-hmm. like when a baby's coming. <laughs> you know you have nine months to grow it. And then some point in a week, it's, it's just going to come and you don't know. You don't know when. And they do that with the closing process. You have 10 days of appointments and things like that. And then you have to wait on other people to do their job. And then you have to hurry up and get to this office and sign the paper and get your keys. And Mm. then they never talk to you again. Um, And then I'm rambling. Oh, no. It's okay to ramble. (laughs) I'm intrigued because I, like I've mentioned many times, like I have not lived in an apartment before I've never lived in a house before like I don't know that process so it's nice to hear it from you Mm. who (coughs) excuse me went through that process and you're still trying to be like well what happens here what's What's next next happening yes that type of thing um going kind of off on a different little tangent so you went to school and I love hearing your story about school because you went to school for something that like I was interested in going mm-hmm. to school for. And then you ended up in education here. Mm-hmm. So kind of talk about you went to school. What did you go to school for? Right. And then how did going from that program, how did you transition or find your way here into the education mm-hmm. world? Mm-hmm. Um, animals have been a huge part of my life, my entire life. Uh, my dad is a canine cop okay. and um, free willy just really grabbed my heart and took me places. I feel like that movie just really hit the heartstrings on everybody. I gotta be, that's my job. (laughs) I gotta be at SeaWorld. I gotta do it. Um, And so, you you know, when you get to, um, when you get to be a junior in high school and they tell you, like, go look at the job that you want to do and see about what you need that, um, SeaWorld needed biology degrees. 
So then you go to the next step. Well, who gives you a biology degree? And I grew up in a college town, and my mom insisted that I would not go to that college town, that I would venture out and have a college experience away from home and and grow. So I went to the farthest place possible. I grew up in North Carolina, and I went to school in Hawaii, um, Hilo, Hawaii. Yeah, that's... That's a distance. That's a yeah. cross country distance. Yeah, it was it was several suitcases <laughs> full of crap. Um, and I started I started out at animal science for a semester, and I worked a lot on a farm. And I did not SeaWorld did not like it. So <laughs> second semester, I switched to biology, and I was awesome at plant biology. I I rocked it. I really? loved it. Um, then the third semester, I went to animal biology. It was five tests at 8 a.m. with the same guy. And I took it three times. And I never once passed it. Mm. I never got it. I couldn't get all the information. So, you know, um, student loans, <laughs> life life goals, yeah. like something's got to change. Um, and, you know, um, living situations changed. And, and my mother passed in all that time. And I went to Nepal for a... Um, mission trip and um majority of the group went to higher elevation of the himalayan mountains and i stayed in Kathmandu. and i worked with this orphanage and these children and they were basically um children of those villages villagers in the higher elevations they, mm-hmm. they wanted their children to have proper education and so they got sent to Kathmandu to do that oh, and wow. so technically orphanage technically mm-hmm. boarding school yeah like you know, who's taking care of them. I don't know, but they're being fed and educated. Um, and so I hung out with them. I played soccer. Then they revelationally, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, I did share Bible stories. We talked about Noah, um, being swallowed by a whale, which is a huge, um, just regional like fairy tales and, um, mythical items. And that just really catches their attention and they, they believe it. They hook into it. Right. And then fed them ice cream. Italian gelato, actually, for the first time. I took the whole orphanage. Um, Yes, the lady I was with, um, her name was Jenny. She actually paid for the whole bit, but um, I... um she took her girls with us on the trip, but they were sick, so she had to stay home with them. But I led this entire <laughs> orphanage down the hill through Kathmandu, which you just have to go to experience. There are motorbikes and trash and cows and no real roadways or light <laughs> systems. And um, there's like 20 different political parties, so someone's always uh-huh. riding. Um, anyway, so we come all the way down the <laughs> hill and get to ice cream and gelato and just that pure excitement and engagement mm-hmm. and like attention I was given attention um and I wanted more I wanted more I wanted to see what I could do with it I got back home to Hawaii and I transferred degrees (laughs) one more time Uh, sorry dad and uh I got a degree in early education um childhood development I did not know you have been to like Nepal Mm -hmm. I spent a whole month there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's a cool story and you mentioning that kind of reminded me so I went to Costa Rica just for two weeks so not even as long as you but I also volunteered at an orphanage where it wasn't necessarily an orphanage because all these kids did have families but they came from families who had like bad backgrounds Mm. or like lots of issues and so this was a place for the kids to go during the day while things were happening at home Um, and it was kind of that same experience where the simplest of things gave them the 
joy mm-hmm. that they love so much. And then we were only with the kids for three days out of those two weeks. Some of the people I was on the trip with were longer, but me, three days. And I was with the preschool-aged kids, which was my first time kind of being put in a preschool situation. And the kids, after the three days, were, like, crying and sobbing and chasing after our van as we were driving off the property. And that was also the moment where I was like, this is kind of what I need to do. Yeah. And it's crazy how different it is in, like, from here and other countries. That's, I love what we do here because mm-hmm. you do get to see similarities of people and cultures that are geographically nowhere close. Um, and the same with animals and their culture and things. And you're just like, what? <laughs> We're all connected? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. What is this? <clears throat> um, yeah. That's a crazy like education journey. And you, But you did all of that in Hawaii. So like you finished in Hawaii yep. and then after mm-hmm. Hawaii you came back. Yes. Yes. My very last semester I had, um, a newborn. (laughs) So, okay. I was going to ask you that. So you said you were 21 when you had your baby. So Mm -hmm. I was going to ask, were you still in school? Mm -hmm. How was Mm -hmm. that? While I was um, pregnant, I went full force. Um, just try to get all those classes out Mm -hmm. of the way. And then, um, she was born, um November midterms were mid-December so that was intense um I uh, adulting moment leaving your crying baby with your current husband and like I have to go to English class I'll be right back (laughs) um like um so sacrifices were made but certificates on the wall I was gonna say I'm proud of you you did it we did it we did it (laughs) all those degree changes and yes yes you got it done yes and now she's the sweetest like all your kids are really the sweetest kids ever that I've I mean from what I've met them yeah yeah (laughs) they behave in um, public places (laughs) (laughs) they're encouraged (laughs) okay so one thing I want to talk to you about which I love sharing to like my friends and family out of work about you is your love for animals and all the animals you have at home mm-hmm. um so how many animals total do you have <laughs> right now we're actually kind of thin on animals <laughs> um we have um we ha- <laughs> we have some chickens um three chickens right now we're in the market for a rooster and maybe two more hens um, because we have a little dog named Hank and the chickens need some protection from our little dog, Aww. Hank. Um, and then we have Penny the pig and we have Tucker, the standard American bulldog. Um, we once upon a time did have a hedgehog. <laughs> um, we found him a home with a vet tech who oh, knew that's like a perfect mm-hmm, setup right there. Who knew more about his needs and things. It was a bucket list animal. We loved and enjoyed him for a while. And then it was it, it was, was time. Fun. We just didn't have adequate space for him. Um, we did have a great Dane at one time. Um, he would eat socks. He'd get very nervous that's at our house. He's at a new house. He's the only dog there. Um, and so he, he gets extra, extra love from all the girls that live there and he does not eat their socks. So, so maybe that was what he needed to just be kind of the lone ranger in his Mm -hmm, household. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yes, I'm always, always, um, charming 
Charming Pet Rescue. It works out of um, Bernie area and they'll post daily. And I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this dog. Oh my gosh, look at that dog. Oh my gosh, look at that dog. And um, my husband's like, stop it. No, (laughs) no. So is this essentially kind of the most you've ever had as far as like animals in your care Mm-mm. of some sort or did you grow up with like <laughs> no, so much yeah. more? Really? So when I was a kid we had a rabbit named Dusty. It lived outside under the tree in the front yard. It had a um, custom built cage. One side was hard plywood and one side was chicken wire and rabbits can potty train. And so oh, really? every huh. week or two we'd go under the chicken wire and clean it out. Um, she would jump around in the front yard and eat the veggies my mom would plant. We always had dogs. My dad was a canine cop. We always had dogs. Um, I had a yellow lab and a black lab at one point. Um, We had two cats and miniature um, dwarf hamsters, a snake, and a turtle. Um, My brother was at Camp Lejeune at boot camp and came home for visitation (laughs) and brought this itty-bitty turtle home in a coffee pot. Oh my god. And gosh. was like, Jess, I've brought you a gift. <laughs> it was in the warehouse. Like it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near it where it needed to be. Uh-huh. Um I'm sure in today's age that would have been handled differently, but we put it in a tank and took care of it for fifteen years. And wow. it grew to be ginormous. Um I would um hand feed it goldfish, um, goldies and minis, um rosies from the pet store my dad found a bald python on the street on while on duty he scooped it up and took it to the local pet shop and that guy held on to it for two weeks while my dad convinced my mom that we should have it at our house and we (laughs) did (laughs) and we brought it home and then um i was walking through the pet shop and i just really wanted some something to love and um there were dwarf hamsters and they were on sale they're like five dollars off and <laughs> so my mom was like sure bring them over um and then the dusty the rabbit and then the dogs and the cats we had um an orange and white cat named bojangles That's if nice you've been name. to north carolina you need to go to the bojangles restaurant i was gonna say we drove by it a lot when we went and they got good biscuits yeah. i don't and think we ever stopped but we did my cat bojangles and then um <laughs> We had another cat named Darcy. Yeah, she was real sweet. She hated guests. She (laughs) hated guests and would hide out under the covers in my mom's bed when anybody different came to the house. Yeah. This one cat I cat sat, pet sat for, um, she, I did not see her until my final day pet sitting that weekend Mm -hmm. as I was leaving. She finally came out and I was like, okay, I guess you don't like people. Make sure you close the door. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make sure you stay in here since now you're out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's so cool that you grew up with. I guess that, that makes sense Mm -hmm. why you have so many now, but that's Mm -hmm. pretty cool to see. Cause like me, I only grew up with like dogs, one dog. Every yes. once in a while. And then the I have fish. fantasized about not having any animals and how calm and different I would be. <laughs> but then who would you snuggle with? That's going to, yeah. Who would you snuggle with? How much fun would you be having? And it's just fun to say we have a pig and people make that face. Yes. You have a pig? You have a pig? How do you have a pig in the well, middle of Texas? Well, you look up the San Antonio City of <laughs> Ordinance. And <laughs> You're allowed. <laughs> yeah, you can have llamas. Oh my gosh. You, you can, can have, have llamas? Well, they're. Like their dwelling has to be a thousand feet from your backyard oh, and i don't have okay. that kind of space also llamas are um pack animals 
Mm. And they come at about a price tag about three thousand a piece. So yeah. so it's like six thousand. Yeah. At least to yeah. Have it fully. One day. Good. One day. <laughs> One day we're all just gonna show up to Jessica's farm and it's gonna be just everything everywhere. Kids running wild. Animals running wild. Husbands over there cooking up the meals for everybody. The dream. <laughs> the dream. Okay. So my final question for you that I actually wrote down so I wouldn't forget <laughs> was um, in the time that I've known you, you've mentioned a lot about different types of jobs you've had and stuff. So I want to know what's the like oddest job you've ever had mm-hmm. or a job that really sticks out in your mind that you were like, what were we even doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. <laughs> She's thinking so hard. <laughs> well, my very first job ever was unpaid, and it was through my dad. He um not only was a canine cop, he owned he owned a canine business. He went to Germany and and bought dogs, um, Belgian Malinois and German Shepherds, and he bought them back and trained them, and then um got contracts through the border patrol and oh wow things and local police departments and things like that and i was the pooper scooper um (laughs) first and foremost i painted obstacles during the summer i cleaned out barns i washed pans and grunt work grunt work and that definitely built a work ethic that work needed to be done every day Mm -hmm. and it needed to be done right for the health and safety of the dogs um and there there was no days off you know they they were in your backyard you didn't get to leave them like um that was definitely my first um like who wants to do this job Mm -hmm. um i did work at a fudge shop for a bit oh man yeah that sounds delicious yeah making fudge making milkshakes Mm. yeah that was that was good fun for the summer um the worst part of that job was there was a side business where you had to pull push a Italian ice cream oh. up and down the beach in a bikini with an apron what? and a thirty pound cart. <laughs> yes, I first off I lost a lot of weight because the thirty pound cart walking in sand, yeah. um, like you're just really working everything. Amazing resistance training. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was also very very dark, <laughs> which I'm not now <laughs> in the South Texas winter. Um, I remember um, going to a house party and someone commenting like, what? You're you? Like, darn, you are so tan. Yeah. Yeah, I work outside. Um, And then a bikini. Like, who doesn't want to buy ice cream from the girl in a bikini on the beach? Like, yeah. yeah. But now I'm 30 (laughs) with daughters of my own. And I don't think. No, I don't want want them in a bikini (laughs) selling ice cream on the beach ever, ever. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. Well, do you have any other questions or other? You haven't even asked any. Do you have mm. any questions? I I me? do, Eileen. I do. You always talk about um, being a military family, and I grew up post military family. So we tucked in our bed sheets and squared things away, and everything had an order. But um, I didn't get to move as much. Or at all. I didn't move at all. <laughs> I lived my whole life in one city. Um, technically, yeah. So how was that experience? So I wouldn't change it for anything, first of all. Um, I s- just still describe it as an experience where like, I 
kind of want like my future children to kind of be able to have some type of version of that I mean I'm nowhere near children everybody like that's not happening <laughs> at any time soon but it's something that I've thought she about. is available though <laughs> as I mentioned like every episode <laughs> but no so we Growing up, we moved around. We didn't move around as much as like I, the friends I've made mm. have moved around. Because I've met people who they moved almost every two years. Wow. Where luckily with my family, we started in... Where did we start? We started in... Kinta, no, Pence. Where? Well, my parents met here mm. in San Antonio. And then I kind of came in when they were in Pennsylvania. And then I did, like, baby time in Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) And then from Pennsylvania, we moved to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, slash Fort Campbell, Tennessee, because it's on the border, that Mm. base. And we were there for, I think, like, three-ish years, maybe. And then from there, we moved to Maryland, which we were there for five years, and we lived in two different parts. And then from Maryland, we moved to Fort Knox, Kentucky, which Mm. is not that's the least favorite place i've ever lived because there was absolutely nothing to do there and then from fort knox we were only there i think three three ish two and a half three ish years and then from there we moved to texas and we've been here ever since Mm. so i didn't move around as much i have like visited so many states because of driving everywhere um but with that experience i was able to learn quickly how to make friends learn quickly kind of how to and since I'm the oldest be like okay little brothers we gotta go like I was kind of the person setting the example so I kind of had to show the tougher skin as far as like it also sucks for me but I'm gonna show that I'm strong to like move and get everyone out of here and that type of thing you do you do do that yeah which I mean yeah you can definitely see that nowadays and all that um it definitely helps shape who I am now for sure I don't it's hard to think of who I would be as a person if it weren't for growing up with the military and then with my parents so when I was born both of my parents were in my mom didn't get out until after the middle child was born Mm. and once she got out then we had a stay-at-home mom with us well I think she was still working a little bit but we had more of a stay-at-home mom with us and then it I think it was more a little weird because dad he was working almost basically 24 7 he would come home but he would still kind of be in work mode um at some point he was a drill sergeant so Mm. he would still be in drill sergeant mode coming home and there were some days where we're like okay we're not talking to dad today because (laughs) he looks very yeah angry and something happened at work and we're just gonna wait till tomorrow Mm -hmm. and so that kind of was a weird dynamic during that time frame but I mean I think I'm rambling at this point on but I it's helped me figure out life and now I can see the way I look at things I look at things from both perspectives and I feel like kind of growing up in the military made me look at both perspectives Mm. to be like oh it's sad that we're leaving but hey a new adventure yeah there's a new adventure there's new friends and Mm -hmm. lately with social media i've been able to reconnect with people that i met when i was in elementary school that's awesome and so and then school wise that's was a bummer because i i don't even know remember how many elementary schools i went to Mm. um that i only remember from third grade up 
Hmm. I don't even remember anything else before that. And so that was an experience. And then I went to school experiences where I had never heard of. I went to an intermediate school, which I have never heard of anywhere else except for where I went to intermediate school. And intermediate school was... What grades did I have? That was when I was in Kentucky, and it was fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Hmm. It was... After elementary school, Mm -hmm. before middle school, Mm. and middle school was only 7th and 8th grade. That was Yankees. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. And I I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of just rambled from that. No, I heard heard a lot of good details in there. (laughs) I did. I did. But it was more freestyle. And then my parents, I mean, we're a big Hispanic family, so it was family all the time anywhere. No matter where we were, as long as we were all together, as long as we were kind of, family came first. Mm-hmm. As long as we knew we would be together no matter where we were, everything was fine. And then it, it helped everywhere we went. There was some type of family there because mm. all of our family grew up and was raised in Puerto Rico. But a lot since then, a lot of them have moved on to the States. And so we had family kind of close to wherever we were stationed. So it was still nice to have a little piece of home like, oh, we're going to a new place. But hey, there's actually family already there. So it kind of made it feel more homier, faster. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's been pretty much it since then. (laughs) So one more question. Mm -hmm. Are you here to stay? Like San Antonio. San Antonio? I don't know. I know I'm here to stay for a few more years, but I don't know after that. It kind of depends. So actually today... I started my grad school applications to go into the summer. And I think it's going to go kind of based off of what happens after I finish grad school, based off of that. But I don't see San Antonio being kind of like where I stay for like the rest of my life. Um, I've been trying to get out of San Antonio since we moved here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will miss you. I... um I'm I'm a homebody. I grew up in North Carolina till I was 18. I went to college uh, in Hawaii. We came here because of a big family move. Um, my husband would love for me to go to California, mm-hmm. and I would love to go to like Key West or like yeah. wear a bikini. <laughs> See, and my <laughs> An thing has always season. been where I've always wanted to live somewhere where there's like a beach nearby. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you grew up in North Carolina. You were near a beach all the time essentially mm-hmm. yeah i've lived in south texas seven years this is my longest um without an ocean um i do make a stand i refuse to live in a landlocked state i don't <laughs> that is divorce i don't, I don't care do i don't care <laughs> i'm sorry john <laughs> <laughs> but no it and that has been a dream i mean the ultimate dream is to be living like australia new zealand at some point, but I don't know. That's, that's such like, a culture so- shock. That is a very different culture shock, which is yeah. why that's not going to happen until a very long, long time. Next season, we can talk about culture shock, <laughs> moving places. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah. I see myself here for a few more years. Who knows? The world, the something else is probably planned for me to stay longer or anything like that. Um, but San Antonio has grown on me, so it's not that much. I know when I first moved here, I was like, I really don't like it here. And then it grew on me. Really? And then when I was applying to colleges, I was trying to get out of Texas Mm-mm. or even just out of San Antonio. I was like, I really don't want to be here. Like, I 
get out as fast as possible. My ultimate goal was to go to Florida and like do Florida because I wanted to do marine biology. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was like the place. And then I had a scholarship and everything for a school, but then I'm a homebody. So I wanted to stay near family, which is why I stayed here and only went to a school 45 minutes away from home. <laughs> <laughs> so you really want adventure, but you want but it I with also, your people. <laughs> yes. There you go. So mom, <laughs> if you're listening, Eileen needs you to move somewhere. <laughs> so that's kind of been kind of the thing. But if the opportunity presents itself, then I'm going to like jump on that opportunity to go somewhere, do something yeah, and that type of thing, which is why I've kind of been building up that mentality of like wanting to at least do a little more traveling so I could kind of get used to like going places either by myself. Like if I had to move somewhere, like our other coworker who left a while ago, who just picked up and moved and drove for a whole weekend to move to a state by herself or another country. Exactly. So never, yeah. but eventually, Eventually. I'll live my life. Eleanor's one, so in 20 years, I'll live my own life. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'll mess it up, I'm sure, between then and now. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a, like, a dream place where you, like, either in the U.S. or out of the U.S., where you're just, like, you've always envisioned either visiting there or living there for, like, a portion of time? Um... So I I grew up um, where moonshine meets garden parties. Um, You know, who I, how do you say it? How do you say the Marine chant? I don't know. Hoorah. Hoorah. Or hoorah. I mean, the Army does hoorah. I guess they all do hoorah. I don't know. Hoorah. My mom (laughs) always did that. Um, Anyways. Um, And so, you know, God bless America. Um, So it was like ingrained to me. But when I was living in Nepal... Um, it became less scary to live outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it wasn't as like scary. It was a great way. To, I'm not gonna die. I'm not gonna get the black plague mm-hmm. from living in a different country. Um, so Egypt, uh, South Africa, some some exotic mm-hmm. Morocco, some yeah. So, but I, I, from my time living in Nepal, I definitely know uh, currency exchange, um, holidays, <laughs> business hours, paperwork. Like, those things would all be massive adjustments. And my anxiety <laughs> at like, this oh. moment is not ready for <laughs> that. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Well, I hope one day you get the chance to at least... One day. Is it one of those? I do watch those shows, those million dollar um, HGTV shows. Uh-huh. And they go to foreign countries and buy houses on the beach for like $100. What the heck? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, Guatemalan bar. Yeah. Next Must adventure. freaking nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You still got to pay for your plane ticket there. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. And it, that's the hard part about traveling. It's like the plane ticket. Because once you're in the country, it's not so bad. Yeah, you can budget your meals yeah. or your adventures. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Well, Jessica, we're getting to the tail end of the podcast. <sighs> so now it's time for the mug of questions. Okay. Da, 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 da. And you put it all the way over here. So I'm going to take Reach. it all the way to you. <laughs> oh, fun. So you can pick. Oh. <clears throat> it's also allergy season in South Texas. So. 
pardon all of the things. I don't normally sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Eileen, something you've, um, something. <laughs> you were very excited. My thumb covered a word, and so it made a new meaning. Something new you've tried recently. Mm-hmm. Food-wise, mm. I've been starting to try and eat some more vegetables. I'm so proud of you. I know. Yesterday I had a salad with cucumbers in it. Mm. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have been um my mom is doing a keto diet currently oh, yeah. and so the grocery shopping she's been doing has only been keto stuff, so I've been incorporating her it's stuff into forcing you to yes, eat a different way. Eat a different way. But I have been like trying new vegetables and new fruits like I used to not eat blueberries at all and now I'm okay with eating some blueberries here and there um, I'm still okay. working on it but okay. you know <laughs> getting there that's something new I'm trying um non-food related I started a which today is day 11 I started a 20 day like workout challenge um to kind of try to get my body back into the shape that I want it to be in so that's kind of something new kind of figured out that type of thing i think that's it new wise what about you um first off you're amazing so <laughs> thanks <laughs> working on body issues over here <laughs> someone's going to appreciate you and then i'm going to just stand in the background clapping <laughs> creepishly <laughs> go you go you um new things um at, well, I mean, my life's not that adventurous. I'm like <laughs> doing drop off and pick up and dinners and doctor's appointments and um, parent teacher conferences. Um, but um, I have been trying not to charge my phone in my bedroom. Okay. So I have to um, plug it in and then go to bed. Um, basically, like. Um, and then even more so, the 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 benefit is this: when the alarm goes off and the room over, I have to get, have to get up. up and go get it instead okay. of hit that snooze button while in bed. Yeah. But basically, like making an intentional, conscious decision: I am going to bed. Plug this in. No more screen time. Come back yeah. over. Okay. Yeah. That's smart. It's it's working. Um, now if I have a one-year-old that would in- get on board <laughs> with the new schedule. sleep plan <laughs> to go to sleep, it would be beautiful. Oh man. Um, Jessica, if you could be any movie or TV character, who would you be? Hmm. 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 That's a flip. I really like, um, Emily and Deschanel's Bones character. she's just so aware like um sherlock holmes-esque aware because she's so educated and Mm -hmm. so brilliant and socially she's so awkward like i (laughs) i want like the benefit no negative um so she doesn't fit into a lot of situations and a lot of people don't understand her Mm -hmm. and um which resonates with me but um, she's just so smart. Or Dr. Doolittle. Not Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. I haven't seen the new Dr. Doolittle. And not yet. Robert 
Um, oh, like the original Downey Jr. I was going to call him De Niro. <laughs> um, yeah, 1954, okay. which I don't even know that man's name. But the whole concept of like appreciation for animals. And I that's that's what I try to pull into my job too. Mm-hmm. Like talk about it. What happened? Yeah. Let's figure it out. And he does that with a species that is dumb and can't understand and like what no and then he goes on the grand adventure to find star island and if you don't know what i'm talking about y'all need to go find the 1954 dr doolittle and get educated yeah it's based (laughs) out of england he wears a top hat he's got a boat with a little little boy and it's not creepy at all it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) i haven't even seen the new ones i don't know how to compare it but it's a flip a flip yeah nice how about you um as you were saying all that i was trying to think and the only thing that would come to mind is jess from new girl um just because she i feel do you like know the bones my character is her sister okay you said in De real Chanel, life and i was like that is she related to zoe de chanel uh-huh real life okay. she's the older sister emily's the older sister so i feel like there's probably some other character that i feel also but right now the only one i can think of is jess from new girl because i feel like her awkward levels are kind of how I feel awkward in a lot of different situations. And also her character is kind of like me where she kind of looks to see the positive in things and doesn't strive to see the negative in things and always tries to make she everything so very, happy. and like very optimistic. Yes. yes. And so either I try strive to be that optimistic or sometimes I am that op- optimistic. I can't talk. Um, and also, she has, like, a fun group of friends, and I surround myself with fun They're people. They're hilarious. Yes. Schmidt is the best. Yes, I love him with fun people. So, at this moment, I would say I would be her. But also, I love that show. I can see you in a loft with a bunch of people. I really could. Right? <laughs> I mean, I was an RA for, like, three years. So, did you get your question? Oh, no, you got a different question? I got the question I didn't want. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I told you before we started recording. Yes. You're going to see I was all, this sounds from, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's the funniest thing someone has said to you recently? Mm. Okay, you give your answer while I filter through my thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. The funniest thing? The funniest thing someone has said to you recently. Said to me. Mm. This person has the same handwriting as the time before. They're really like the recent things happening to you. <laughs> this is like a backwards fortune cookie. It's so much fun. The most recent thing someone has said. Who have I talked to lately besides children? Your new desk mate. No? Yeah, but we haven't had any funny stories mm. yet. You can, you can. I mean, there's one story, but it's not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too personal to work. Um, I can't think of one. If you know yours already, go ahead and share yours until while I think, because I am struggling right now. Okay, so I'll give you two then. Okay. What you think? So I have a, a child obsessed with um, Lion Guard. It's popular. It's the Every- Lion King show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're walking through the zoo. We'll get up the hill behind Africa Live. And it smells. It smells. He goes, Miss Jessica, that's Pumbaa farts. 
<laughs> um, yeah, there's a warthog right over there. That might be true. <laughs> um, best one. I I I've mentioned it uh, to somebody else, but I still I haven't gotten it off my <laughs> out of your chest yet. It's hilarious. Um, more because I was like so socially awkward. I was like ah. Um, so we had our festival, mm-hmm. our, um, country was Greece and, um, we introduced the culture to the children. Um, we introduced olives and, um, we provided summer sausage and pita bread. And I was telling the children the menu for our festival for the families that were coming and all that. And I said, you know, we're gonna have olives and summer sausage and pita and this child, she just made the most, oh, like, oh, disgust face. And I was like, oh, social emotional moment. Oh my gosh, we're gonna figure it out. What's going on? Everyone be quiet. We're listening. Child, you, you made a face. Come, come tell me what this face is about. I hate penis. I was like, what (laughs) and I like like um like oh my gosh my face turned red I busting out laughing and I was like um I did I say that I didn't say that right I said pita pita I know your mind just starts going wait and I was like pronunciation articulation how did I say that and and she just says it again and I was like pita we're eating pita bread at this (laughs) festival and I was like stop saying that and then like the whole class was like everyone say pita pita awesome okay moving (laughs) on but the like her face and her you could just see her like calculating and getting everyone quiet okay let's, let's listen let's listen no, that's not what I said. Don't tell your mamas. No, no. That's, yeah. That's While my assistant is cracking up, dying, yeah. laughing in the back, like all red. And I'm like, composure. Hold on, let me laugh. Okay, composure. I think recently, <coughs> um, the funniest thing, which today, so I, today I got to go back in some, my old classroom. And the kids are very comfortable when I'm around. And so... Today, one of the things um, one of the kids said to me, they were like, they came up to me and then they went to my like stomach area and they were like, Miss Eileen, do you have a baby? Hmm. And I'm like, no. They're like, well, when are you getting a baby? And I said, nope, nowhere near anytime soon. And he was like, but do you have any babies at home? And I'm like, no. And he's like, okay. And I was like, to like end the conversation, I was like, all of y'all are my babies. And they're like, and you're our mom. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is where it stops. Got 16 stopped. adoption babies coming <laughs> <Yep>. up. <laughs> so that's the most recent thing, just because it happened today that I can think of. Okay, last question. Share one species from a... Save. Save, not share. <laughs> that's my question. Save one species from extinction. Hmm... <sighs> I would really want to uh, um, really save, which I haven't done any research lately, lately to see how many are actually left. Um, but the vaquitas, the out in the Baja California area, what the last I researched when I was like a few years ago, there were f- only fifteen left. But what are they? What type of animal? They're a porpoise. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. And so I had researched them when I was in school in my marine resources class. We had learned that there were 15 
left of the species. And the reason they were being killed was because they have a, or they are the bycatch to a fish in that same area Um. that has a very large and very valuable swim bladder that a lot of people like overseas. Mm. So they're the bycatch to that fish. And that fish is only found in that area. Yeah. And so that's why so many of them are dying. So I would want to save them because they're pretty close to extinction as there were 15 of them only a few years ago. Wow. So I would want to save that. And they're also just like really cute little dolphin. Like they're dolphins, but they're so tiny. And they're just swimming around and, and get caught swimming. up with some yes. other fish. They're Not even their fault. Minding their own business. <laughs> yes, very much And just so. being the bycatch. <laughs> like that's, ugh, I hate that. <laughs> and also, I mean, dinosaurs would be cool if they came back. There's a book about that. It's not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? Oh, oh goodness! And I made the question. Um, <laughs> um it would be. I'm thinking like predator, mm-hmm. or like climate indicator. Ooh, okay. Amphibian, an amphibian, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, Texas blind salamanders. Hey, hey, hey. Um, definitely um, a climate. But you know, if I save the climate indicator and the climate doesn't change, then the indicator they just dies again. Yeah. See, this is a hard question. I'm sorry. I know. Jaguars. Actually, snakes. Some some of them are just doing their business minding their yeah. own business eating other vermin <laughs> doing their job to the environment yes and they're just scary they get a bad rap and then you'd be left yeah. alone That's how um, sharks i mean clark the shark is just adorable so just all of them. that was a good question though good good thinker yes, yes all of y'all think about it what would you save now go save it now go do it do your part be the change you want to see in the world. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jessica, thank you for joining me on this episode of Life and Curly Q. I really do feel honored. Thank you so much for I'm asking me. I'm glad you liked it. And I'm glad I got you on because we're just so busy. We're just so <sighs> busy, guys. <laughs> but it was a fun episode. Um, do you have any final thoughts to share before we bid adieu? Um, Eileen is amazing. Oh, thanks. She's available. So kind. And beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, thank you guys for listening. Y'all can listen. Y'all can subscribe. Y'all can review. Do whatever you want. You don't have to listen if you don't want to listen. But I would appreciate you listening, sharing, doing all the things. No, I'm going to be checking how many views and records (laughs) this is. So y'all need to get on here and click. It matters. (laughs) But y'all can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Y'all can find me on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, I do have, finally, my San Francisco vlogs from July finally oh. edited. That's not Canada. I'm waiting on Canada. Oh, Canada's going to be here a while. <laughs> gonna be a, I just got San Francisco done. Um, so those will be up soon, unless you're already listening. They're already up. But you can check the links below to find those. But I'm excited. I finished them. It's two parts, so they will be coming out separately. But they'll be there. All right. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye.